0: Knock, knock. Who's there? Oyster. Oyster who? Oyster the pot. The chowder is burning. We're listening to Weird Medicine with Dr. Steve on the Riotcast Network. Riotcast.com. I've got diphtheria crushing my esophagus I've got of virus dripping from my nose I've got the leprosy of the heart bone exacerbating my incredible woes I want to take my brain out and blast it with the wave an ultrasonic echographic and a pulsitating shave I want a magic pills for my ailments the health equivalent to Citizen Kane and if I don't get it now in the tablet I think I'm doomed and I'll have to go insane I want a requiem for my disease so i Dr. Steve.
1: Dr. Steve. Take a ho. I do the I need some
2: such shit. It's Weird Medicine, the first and still only uncensored medical show in the history of broadcast radio, now a podcast. I'm Dr. Steve. And this is a show for people who would never listen to a medical show on the radio or the internet. If you've got a question, you're embarrassed to take to your regular medical provider. If you can't find an answer anywhere else, give us a call. Three four seven seven six six four three two three. That's three four seven. Poohhead. You're listening to us live. The number is seven five four two two seven three six four seven. That's seven five four. Double deuce penis. Follow us at Twitter at Weird Medicine at Lady Diagnosis and at Dr. Scott W. M. Visit our website at weirdmedicine.com or drsteve.com for podcast, medical news, and stuff you can buy. Or go to our merchandise store at cafepress.com slash medicine. Most importantly, we are not your medical providers. Take anything you hear on this show with a grain of salt. Don't act on anything you hear on this show without talking it over with your doctor, nurse practitioner, physician assistant, pharmacist, chiropractor, acupuncturist, yoga master, physical therapist, or whatever. And please don't forget, go to stuff.drsteve.com. Uh, That is your uh, gateway to Amazon. Just go to stuff.drsteve.com anytime you want to use Amazon. uh, You just click through. There's a banner up at the top. You can just click straight through and um, you can uh, shop at Amazon. We are a member of their affiliate program and um, uh, all the information is on the website. But please do use that, stuff.drsteve.com. Uh, When you want to uh, shop online, also com offer code FLUID, F-L-U-I-D for 33% off the best earbuds for the price on the market and the best customer service anywhere, bar none. Also, check out Dr. Scott's website at simplyherbals.net. And um, uh, if you are uh, interested in uh, Blue Apron, go to blueapron.com slash medicine. And uh, uh, lastly, don't forget premium.drsteve.com. That's premium.drsteve.com if you're interested in listening to the archives of the show. It's ninety nine a month. You can sign up for one month, download everything if you want to, and, uh, and then uh, uh, log off. Uh, and it's really easiest to use that using the Weird Medicine app that's available on Google Play and at the iTunes store. Anyway, uh, and thank you for all of that and thanks for indulging me um, talking about all this stuff. Um, in this show, What on the SiriusXM show, we had a very, I, I think, um, important conversation. I, I, nothing I do is important, but uh, it was about um, – uh, I, I think the topic is important. It's about chronic pain patients and what they're going through – uh, given that uh, we have this quote unquote opioid crisis uh, of prescription drugs, and um, it is a real problem, there's no question about that. And there's too many pills on the streets, and the knuckleheads out there are ruining it, though, for the people who actually need these pain medications. And so now everybody's being seen as uh, a drug seeker. And doctors are afraid to write it because they're afraid the FDA is going to come after them or somehow the CDC is going to come after them. And uh, it's something I'd like to do a more in-depth show about sometime in the future uh, um, because this is something I actually know quite a bit about. But um, I just wanted to play for you. We're going to be on vacation for the next couple of weeks. So uh, it's my kid's spring break. So uh, 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 this week we'll uh, play this uh, segment from our SiriusXM show. Next week will be a best of, which I think I'm going to pull one of the older shows, maybe the oldest show that we ever did, and uh, let you guys hear that from 2007, the very first SiriusXM show. It'll either be that or the three-hour uh, uh, turd-tacular that we did for uh, uh, Danny Ross when he was running the uh, Saturday Night Virus uh thing on Saturday nights. Anyway, uh, we'll see. We'll we'll worry about that next week. But this week uh, is a phone call from uh, one of our Twitter followers named Peppermint Patty, and she uh, wanted to call in and talk about chronic pain and chronic pain patients, and this is her call. Peppermint Patty, area code 303. You're on Weird Medicine.
0: Hi, Dr. Steve. Hello. How are Hi, you? Hi, Dr. Scott. Hi, Andy.
2: Hey. How are you? Hi.
0: <laughs> so what's up well I wanted to call and um, kind of talk about what's going on with the chronic pain patient people
2: yeah let's talk I about it. I don't that. know if any um, yes I let's, don't know how
0: many people know what's really going on because I've been surprised in conversations with like even nurses and things um, how unaware they are with the CDC guidelines but for me, on a personal level, it's been devastating, and I know there, there has to be many other pain patients going through
2: this. Sure. Well, let's, let me give everybody some background, and then I want to hear about your case personally, and then we'll talk about the okay. s- sort of the greater issues that are involved. So back <laughs> in the uh, 70s and 80s, doctors were told <clears throat> that we were under-prescribing pain or under-prescribing for pain. That people with chronic non malignant pain should be treated with strong opioids. And we listened. So we said, okay, I guess we've been doing it wrong all this time. So we started writing a lot more um, lo- long acting strong opioids for people with chronic uh, non cancer pain. And um, there were some people that took that, found that there was a way they could make money off of it. And took it to an extreme to the point where, you know, the market got flooded with pills. And now you've got uh, uh, the lunatics out there who are – some of them started out as not being lunatics and some were lunatics from the get-go, you know, are ruining this situation for people who legitimately need pain medication. And uh, we're the CDC guidelines, we can talk about them – I don't think they're that draconian. There are some more guidelines that are significantly more draconian, including those at the Veterans Administration that I, you know, would be, Mm -hmm. I don't practice at the VA. I only know what I hear. So uh, I can, uh, but but they're, they're, look, all of these people, including the CDC are trying to make a situation that seems out of control better. They really are trying to do that now. What's happening to me is that they're throwing the baby out with the bathwater. That there are people who legitimately require pain medication, including my patients who are hundred percent cancer pain patients, right. are having a hard time getting their medication, where they're having you know mm-hmm. five minute five day trials, where so they got to keep going back to the pharmacy uh to to get their medication uh prior approval on a hundred percent of all opioid prescriptions stuff like that things that are just making it difficult for people who actually need these medications and i don't know what the answer is but patty tell us go back and tell us a little bit about your uh situation and how you became a chronic pain patient and now what's going on with you that prompted this call
0: well, for me, it started about twenty four years ago. I was in a horrific auto accident on the highway. I was hit by a Mack truck at seventy miles an hour okay. and it just literally for the medical term is it smashed my back up <laughs> sure mm-hmm. you know and after five um oh specialists looked at it, they said, "You know we just we can't repair it. There was too many bones smashed together, and it was just unfixable." But they said at that point, we can make you comfortable enough. Then there were two other accidents. People flew through red lights. And, you know, as the years went by, they found a good dose that worked for me (laughs) pain-wise. And I'd been on the same dose for the last 18 years. And it it worked great and never abused it. And if I needed to have it filled early, I had this great dog. And I always let him know, here's what's going on. And I have history with him, so he knows there's no abuse going on. Suddenly, it wasn't suddenly, but it was sudden for me last August, my doc said, we are now going to slash your medicines from 120 milligrams a day, 90 for pain, 30 milligrams for breakthrough pain, to 30 milligrams. And that happened within three months. Okay. And... Other many people are facing this. Was and there any indication for this had other no than no problem?
2: Oh sorry. was there any indication for doing this other than that people are starting to freak out about uh, pain medication? Was there any medical indication for decreasing your pain medication?
0: No, and the reason he told me and he was very candid with me because we have a very open relationship, was that these are the new mm-hmm. CDC guidelines. And we are being told from the DEA, if we do not do this, we are subject to being persecuted, prosecuted. Right. Or both. And both. that's pretty much been this. yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much been the story all along. I mean, there was no problem with my meds and the CDC came in and they, they use this word opiate crisis, but What they don't differentiate is that illicit fentanyl, heroin, those are opiates too. Mm -hmm. So they were trying to make a drug war better, but instead the pain patients got slammed. And now doctors, you guys are having to jump, do the monkey dance all day long with paperwork. And it's a bad situation all the way around for for many pain patients. I've I've heard from hundreds.
2: This is what I've seen is the CDC guidelines don't, say, if you have someone on a stable chronic dose and there's no signs of diversion, take them off their medicine. There's nothing in the CDC guidelines that say that. What's going on is these doctors are, uh, and not all of them, but there are some that are getting scared because they think these things are going to happen. I haven't heard the DEA ever say, we're going to prosecute you if you treat pain patients appropriately. Matter of fact, I had two DEA agents show up in my office one day, and uh, and uh, I, I you know I got a phone call from my office saying two giant men are in your office mm. and they want to see you right now. Yeah. So I went running down there because knowing what I do for a living, I figured at some point I would be on their radar screen. Mm-hmm. You know, I sure. legitimately treat patients, but they're all. Um uh, you know it's very severe cancer pain and uh, right. and I only see the ones that the regular oncologist can't handle. Mm-hmm. so uh-huh. uh, I went running in there, and yes, indeed, there are these two giant men mountain oh, in goodness. my office, and they uh, they asked me my name, I said, yes, it's me, I said, this is a friendly visit, right, guys, and they handed me a subpoena, <laughs> but they wanted me to testify against somebody else who oh was goodness. doing a pill mill. Unfortunately, our two s- subspecialties were different, so I really couldn't help them because, you know, we were, it, I would have been, it's like apples testifying against oranges. Sure. So, But while they were there, and it was a very friendly visit, I asked them, uh, am, am I ever going to be on your radar screen? They said, what we're going after are people who are seeing 100 people a day, they're doing cash only, and every single person that comes in gets 90 OxyContin, you know, whatever, 40s, mm. and 180 RoxyCodone 30s. Mm. And it's like they've got a rubber stamp, boom, 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 boom. Every And that's what they're looking at. And they said, you who are individualizing your treatment, who are treating your patients appropriately, will never be on our radar screen. Well, I wish every doctor who treats pain would hear what they had to say about that as long as – we are treating and i'm knocking on wood when i'm saying this because sure as shit tomorrow they'll show up on my doorstep after i said this
0: hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the priceline app today your savings are waiting Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. But
2: but, uh, I wish every doctor would hear this because they don't have to fear if they're treating people appropriately using the minimum dose. Of course, the minimum dose required to do the trick and uh, and documenting uh, what they're treating. The biggest thing that people get in trouble with is when they're documenting – or when they're treating for an indication that they haven't documented for. For example, the patient told me I had cancer pain or the patient told me they had arthritis and you haven't done a workup Mm. to prove that Mm. they do have arthritis, Mm. you know. Dr. Scott works at a pain clinic. Uh, Now he does all the non-opioid stuff, Mm -hmm. you know. Yep. Um, and why don't Hi. you talk for a second about what you do to alleviate this problem? Because not everything has to be treated with opioids, that's no. for sure. Patty yeah. Uh, yeah. obviously does. Yep. Yeah. But um, mm-hmm. well, talk I, a little bit about what you're doing.
3: Well, well I'll tell you we, exactly what Dr. Steve just said. You know, the, the problem we have is that working in a pain medicine clinic, we get a lot of the patients that none of the other doctors want to write medicines for because they're afraid, because yep. they're, they're on high doses, just like you, right. Patty. And And so what
2: we try to do. Yes, and by the way, most of my cancer patients would laugh at how much Patty was on before they reduced. Her. Oh yeah, yeah. But oh anyway, yeah. Go ahead. yeah, that's true.
3: And, and so what <laughs> we what we do, Patty, is we try to we try to give the patients some alternatives and some comprehensive approaches. We do, of course, I do the acupuncture mm-hmm. and and um, herbal medicines for pain. Um, we have physical therapy. We have psychological help. We have every kind of modality you can ever use to help treat pain. And I'll give you, a, for instance, last. And I'll just, I'll, I had an instance last night with a family member who broke his leg, okay? Mm-hmm. He went to the emergency department. Mm-hmm. They're waiting for the swelling to come out of it. And the doctor writes him um, mm-hmm. for pain medicine, you know? Right. So mm-hmm. last night I go over and I'm i am like, well, how are you feeling? Okay, but I need my pain medicine. Why do you need your pain medicine? Because he told me I could take it every four hours. And that's one thing I i corrected him on. I said, listen, this is this is where a lot of the trouble is. When you read your prescription, it says you know take every four hours. It doesn't I should mean should say
2: every four hours as needed. As
3: needed, right? And, as and needed, that, Yeah. And so we work on that. But you know, a chronic a chronic pain patient that's been on um, well controlled medicines for years. There's re- I I've never I don't see an indication any need to change. And, and this is that's what
2: we do. Hey Patty, you know. what do you think of Doctor John Sarno's yeah. book that says? Have are you familiar with that? And the uh, and I wonder what the pain chronic pain. Uh, patients feel about that. You know, Howard Stern's always talking about him. It says that chronic pain, back pain, is just in everyone's head that you don't need anything. Hmm. I know, exactly. (laughs) I've been
0: trying to perfect the method to think it away. I'm not quite there yet. (laughs) I I don't mean to be sarcastic, but I mean, you know, most pain, chronic pain patients, have kind of we would like to incorporate the options with the pain medicine, and if we of could course. just do the options, we would love that because nobody—I mean—taking pain medication was not on my bucket list,
2: right? And um, anyone that's just, um, only prescribing uh, that—and hold that thought just for a second—because if I don't say this now, sure. I'll I'll forget what I was going to say. Um, Understand? If we never want to only prescribe opioids for chronic pain, and I'll tell you why. That's what got the Romans in trouble. The Romans would when they were in battle, they would line up and 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 they would, you know, the other army would line up and they'd come to each other and start poking each other with swords and sticks and stuff, right? <clears throat> And then the vandals. That sounds right. The vandals said, "Well, this is fucking stupid. Let's just go around the side and <laughs> flank these people. We can beat the shit out of them." And indeed, they did. And I'm vastly oversimplifying the fall of the Roman Empire, but uh, right, you know, right, right. using a multifaceted, multi-front approach to uh, battling anything is always preferable to a heads-on, you know, single single modality approach. So I I think the same thing is true when we're treating chronic pain. It's like a battle and we've got um, you know, our frontline mm-hmm. artillery mm-hmm. which may be uh, chronic opioids and then we've got all these other things that we can then flank the pain and the more modalities we use,
1: Better. the
2: less of each one that we can use. Exactly. So well, now what were it's you going to say, bad. Patty? I I interrupted you. I apologize.
0: Oh, That's quite all right, because I love listening to you guys talk, so no worries. there. I was going to say, I don't know if you're aware of uh, Dr. Forrest Tennant in California. I am not. Um, He doesn't sound like what you do, Dr. Scott. Um, He deals with a lot of pain patients with complex pain issues, Mm -hmm. and he refused to slash their doses, and then the DEA came and investigated him and shut him down. Of course, I don't know how that trial is going, but... It is gone from where they were guidelines to now they're laws, and I think the big thing that's frightening. But they're not; they're being interpreted that that.
2: way. But they're not laws. Even in the state of Tennessee, we have chronic pain guidelines that are truly guidelines. The guidelines even say we expect that these guidelines will be deviated from in certain cases. I don't. I don't know this, Doctor Tennant. That it's all going to boil down to whether he documented what he was doing properly, because that's the key to all of this is Mm. saying, what am I treating? What's the indication for treating with opioids? I tried A, I tried B, I tried C. Now we're doing chronic opioids. These people are not diverting. I'm doing urine drug screens. I'm doing pill counts. Mm. um, I'm screening them for mental illness, all of this stuff. If Mm. you document all that stuff, I would be very surprised. Mm. And I would if he did document all that stuff, I would be happy to volunteer as an expert witness to testify on his behalf. Mm. And, and I know there are lots yeah. of other pain people would as well because Absolutely. that's just standard of care. Now, if he didn't do that, he's going to be in, uh, in a bit of a pickle when it comes mm. to uh, defending himself if the DEA or whoever, I don't know who it is that targeted him, is, has decided to come after him.
0: Yeah. Well, and I don't want to ramble on and chew up all your time. No, it's okay. This, I is, think the most this is a good topic. I <laughs> to that the most frightening thing is for people who were stable, had um, provable pain, were compliant pain patients across the nation. They've either been abandoned by their doctors for fear of the DEA or they've had meds slashed. And that's, that's just, it's, as a pain patient, you're like, where do I go? What do I do? I mean, your sure. only option is to try to fight back.
2: I have. And I think
0: um, it's just scary to me that people are being left in pain, you
2: know? I give talks to large medical groups, and um, one of the things that I always tell them is that it, it upsets me when I hear doctors say to me, and I have people who I respect who are colleagues, well, I just don't treat pain. And that's like, right. why don't you yeah. just say, "Well, I just don't treat diabetes, or I just don't treat hypertension." <laughs> and if you're not going to treat right. it, that's that's your prerogative. But send them to somebody who will develop a relationship with somebody who will. Because if I say right. I ain't go treat no diabetes, I got to send those people to an endocrinologist.
3: And don't beat the person up for having pain or for having diabetes because well, that's what we get. Exactly. And, and
2: then, then the patient feels like they're a bad person. You because know. here's the problem. Yes. We don't have a blood test for pain. True, if we true. did, this would be a different mm-hmm. story true. because it affects people's behavior and okay, so let's talk a little bit. Yes. Uh, Andy, I'm going to I'm going to put you on the spot on this. I need you get All close right. to the microphone. Yeah. If if you had 10 out of 10 pain, let's say you had some tumor in your in your leg or something that was causing horrific pain. And I said, "Oh shit, you know, it's all in your head, and I gave you Tylenol for it, how would you behave? What kind of things would you do to try to to rectify this situation?
1: Well, I mean, if you're talking about 10 out of 10 pain, I mean... 10 I mean, out of 10. Right. Worst pain you can imagine. I mean, I feel like Tylenol only take you so far, and then, you know, right. you would get to a point mm-hmm. where you would be at a loss, and, you know, maybe you would... So what would you do? ...consider looking at other alternatives. Like and, what? Well, I mean, the obvious thing would be, uh, you know... I think you'd start talking about it with people, and then you're going to talk. You're going to find somebody that knows somebody who knows somebody that's had similar issues. So and, you're going to go to another doctor, um, perhaps. Okay, that's doctor shopping. Okay, number two, what would you do? Uh, maybe that doesn't get you anywhere either. But you know, maybe, hey, listen, I've got something for you that's going to maybe alleviate some of the pain that you're having. It's, so are you talking about you get something on the street, uh, possibly. Okay, so yeah. you get something on the street.
2: So now you're using street drugs. What else? What else would you do?
1: Um, Self-medicate with alcohol. So now you're a
2: substance abuser. Exactly. How about anybody Mm -hmm. else throw some stuff in? I put Andy on the spot. Mm -hmm. You might raise hell in the doctor's office. You might slam the door. You might yell in the lobby. Mm -hmm. Um, We
3: have people people going out slamming doors, throwing shit down the hallway. So these are
2: all drug-seeking behaviors. These are all behaviors that we... That we um, associate with addiction, right, but this is not an addicted person, this is someone that is simply seeking relief, yep. and it is almost impossible to determine who's an addict and who's a pseudo addict, which mm. is what we 're describing here, so you know what the answer is, and it's counterintuitive. you increase their pain medication, mm. the pseudo addict will go, "Oh, thank you mm-hmm. finally.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Thank you. I've I've got some relief. Whereas Mm -hmm. the addict, there's no, they're they're a bottomless
3: pit. There's no end to what they
1: will. So So we hear these kind of vignettes all the time of people in these desperate positions. Um, Are you seeing anything? And not to flip the subject, but are you seeing anything where people are hesitant to have procedures or or go down the road of even being offered these pain medicines because. They feel like you know they're two steps away from doing an addicted. intervention. Well, yeah. And they're afraid of being addicted.
3: That's exactly sure. right. Or yeah. being
2: thought that they were addicted. I have people that say, I don't want to take that medicine because I don't want people thinking I'm a drug addict. Right.
3: I'm a drug seeker.
2: Yep. Uh, or they say, I don't want that stuff in my house because people are just going to break in my house and knock me over the head and take it from me. And so there, there is this – there are people out there too. that are abusing yeah. the shit out of this stuff, and they have ruined it for the patties of the world, yep. Yep. you know. And uh, uh, right. you know, overprescribing ruined it for the patties of the world, mm. uh, uh, you know, abusing the system right. where people were taking truckloads of people down to a certain state south of us mm-hmm. and were getting MRIs. And and getting prescriptions for stuff, and then getting a three month supply Mm -hmm. of of medication that they would then bring back up here and Mm -hmm. then distribute, Mm -hmm. that ruined it for Patty. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, so this knee jerk reaction is, well, we got to do something. We got to do something. Well, let's just let's make things more strict for everybody. And the problem is Patty is suffering. Yeah,
0: it's kind of a they made it a one-size-fits-all,
2: right. and that never works. Right. No. I agree. No. If if um, the physicians out there and pro- other providers that are prescribing would read the CDC guidelines, um, they really aren't that dr- draconian. They mm-hmm. really aren't. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> you got to read them. Mm-hmm. They would just basically say use the minimum amount required to do and do due diligence. You know, make sure you're treating for a proper indication, and you are uh, not overprescribing it. You're that you're not dealing with aberrant behavior and that kind of stuff. And it doesn't. And nowhere in there does it say every doctor take all your patients off of your medi- their medication. So I think once. You know, it
0: started out. Of, yeah, go ahead. Sorry.
2: Go ahead. No.
0: It started out as guidelines, suggestions, but even before the full uh, force of this had taken place, there was this rampant fear that the DEA had really kind of uh, pushed on all these insurance people and insurance doctors and the doctors had to go to seminars about these guidelines, but nobody was willing to do the guidelines they did what was recommended by the MME the cdc and right. i mean and there it's left atrocities and i think uh next year or so we're gonna people in general are really going to be shocked by the atrocities but it, it's I, kind of laying out
2: i think there'll be That's, a backlash people a change people like yourself will get your voice mm-hmm. heard the press loves this kind I'll of story care. And it will get out there and people will realize uh, that, you know, the guide – they will realize eventually, things will settle down, that the DEA isn't going to come after them just because they're treating appropriate pain. And uh, and that's really where the answer in this lies is with education. Now, I do – uh, the two hour I, in in Tennessee, we have to do two hours of CME every two years on what's called safe opioid prescribing, mm-hmm. and I give those talks. I'm the one who gives the talks, and nowhere do I ever say take all your patients off their opioids. We're always talking about how to yeah. safely prescribe them, start low and go slow, and uh, but uh, and monitor, give people naloxone. Uh, do urine drug screens, screen for mental illness, all these things, so that you can safely mm-hmm. prescribe. And I'm hoping that as this education spreads out there, that people will just start calming down a little bit. You know, it's a it's a it's a tough situation. I hope so too. But I'm sorry that you're going Thank through you. this. And uh, you know, it, yeah, if you. if you turn around and try to find another provider who uh, may be more liberal in their prescribing than your prescriber who's who's decided that they're going to be afraid to prescribe anything, you're going to be labeled as a doctor shopper. So there is a way to do this, though. You could ask your prescriber exactly. to refer you to somebody that might be more comfortable doing this. And mm-hmm. they may be glad to do that, to be honest with you, just to, to uh, not have to deal with it. And you could still, if I'm assuming, that's your, is that your primary care provider?
0: It is right now because sure. uh, I don't have a car, and in, in Denver is sixty miles from me. So,
2: so I, I, oh, I you're in Colorado.
0: Very good, you know.
2: You're in Colorado. I, yes. So, have you tried? I'm just asking. I'm not recommending this. Have you tried marijuana sure. as medicine? And did it give you any benefit? You know,
0: here's here's the double-edged sword. It violates my pain contract. Mm. I would like it isn't to try that fascinating it, but it oh my violates God. my pain contract.
2: study after study yep. has shown that people who use marijuana as medicine use less opioids
0: mm-hmm. mm. you know so. Well, so i'd love to have it as an option, but if, if they you know they can say to me, "Sure, go ahead and try it." But if it, you don't if you don't put that in writing, my pain contract, you can right. then drop me for violating my pain contract. Right, 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 right. So it's a double edged sword. Th- that is know? not a
2: double edged sword. That is what you call a catch twenty two. So <laughs> okay, so this is what That's I a dagger.
0: Th- Let's just call it what it is. This is know? what I'm
2: going to recommend to you is that you go to your primary mm-hmm. and say, look, I know you're uncomfortable writing this stuff because there's so much pressure being put on you. What do you think about referring me to a chronic pain clinic that might be a little more comfortable doing this stuff? And uh, just see what they say. Because if you go on your own, of course, now you've got two pain contracts out there. That's not cool. But just to say, uh, you know, to find somebody and there's got to be somebody in the metropolitan Denver area or in your area that uh, treats pain appropriately. And this isn't even to say that they're, you know, your primary care isn't operating in good faith. They think they're doing the right thing. They, they, they they've been your your yes, provider for 18 mm-hmm. years. They don't think they're doing the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. You know, exactly. So, but anyway, I well, I hate that for you. Let me try that and let me know how it goes. Thank you. And uh, uh, you know, take heart. I do believe this will get better as the backlash kind of hits the press. And I know there are some of the people on Twitter so. are saying, oh, the press has been bought off. Bullshit. They love a great story. And they love a great story where the, you know, the little guy is going after the big guy and all that stuff. And I really think – Going after the man. Yeah, that the, right. Uh, that they're going to uh, uh, take this story up and you'll see a lot more uh, interest in this as time goes on.
0: Well, so, they just haven't caught up with it yet. No,
2: not yet. So I'm but looking they will. forward to that. Okay. Well, I really appreciate you calling. Thank in you and so very much,
0: story. Dr. Steve and Dr. Scott and Andy. Take Have care. I'm great honey. show. my kitties are all talking at once. Of course, um, they are. And tell <laughs> all the C-
2: other CPPs to leave me alone. I'm doing the best I can. Jesus, I'm just yeah. one person.
0: <laughs> <laughs> good luck,
2: Pat. Take care.
0: Have a good day, guys. Uh, okay. Bye bye. Bye bye.